Yo, what's up, guys? You're listening to episode four of Not Right Now with Rachel Longo. Welcome back, or welcome. This is your first episode. Go fucking watch episode one. Also, in case I sound stuffy, um, it's because we've been living with a cat. Yeah, it's kind of the life of a squatter down here in Florida. You just go couch to couch, bed to bed. You know, I'm basically fucking for a roof at this point, but let's not get into that. Anyways, this episode is very special because it is featuring someone very near and dear to my heart. I have talked about her on the pod before. So last week you met Luke. Now, this episode, you're going to meet my best friend, Cass. Crazy story how we met. We're going to get into that. But she is the third piece in our little love triangle we have going on. So what is up, Cass? So start by introducing yourself. Cass also has a stuffy nose because we're just dumb fucks. All right, here you go. Hi, everyone. My name is Cassandra. I go by Cass. Um, I am 20 years old. I was born and raised in Orlando, Florida. Uh, I am Puerto Rican and a little bit of a Floridian. And I'm going to UCF right now to study psychology. And I'm still not sure if that's exactly what I want to do, but it's very interesting. Yeah, we're kind of in the middle of a life of a midlife crisis right now. So anyway, um, basically, Brett like left us. He like went back to Texas for a week, and so now we're living with one of our friends, Harry. And yeah, it's just like kind of a squatter life. Like I was supposed to um, stay with my little shardy down here, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sleep with Cass because bros before hoes so fuck that shit anyway i think everyone's gonna want to know how the fuck we met because i'm literally not from here but i don't know is you want to tell the story i guess i could tell it from my point of view all right so it was january 16th 2021 that was, that's the date yeah of course i remember the date it was the day i met my lover so basically I was working a seasonal job at Tilly's, which is a retail store that has, you know, Adidas, Nike, like emo shit, you know. I have a tattoo, all, tattoos and stuff, so that explains it all. Yeah, uh, short story, I didn't mean to cut in. She has this tattoo of like a knife or a sword, and me and Luke call her lesbian tattoo. Yes, it's a, it's a dagger. That's the fancy name for it. It's a dagger with roses and some leaves on there. Um that you know i really enjoy it's on my forearm and it really shows off that uh bisexual side of me Mm -hmm. anyways so it was my last day at tilly's i was uh my season was up and i was in the process of trying to find a new job so it was 227 on the dot i was due to clock out at 230 i was about to leave and Two girls were coming up to the register, and I was like, yeah, I'll take care of these two girls before I dip. So I first see Caitlin. Caitlin is Rachel's sister. And I just, you know, being me was like, what's up, broskies? And, you know, from Caitlin's point of view, she was she thought to herself, well, damn, this girl's kind of cool. So then we're, I'm talking to Caitlin, telling her that I really like the shirts that she picked out because I noticed that Caitlin and I had similar fashion taste. So then... 
Rachel hears me around the corner and thinks, oh, this girl sounds cool. So Rachel comes around and she starts talking to me too. We were just discussing, you know, where I asked them where they were from, what are they doing here? And Rachel asked me, she goes, do you like to go out? And I said, I love to go out. But, you know, I didn't have any really much friends. I was kind of in that weird spot in my life where I didn't have that many friends. I moved 30 minutes away from home. So I was still really trying to venture out and figure out what college life was really like. And I said, yeah, I love to go out. Like, where do you want to go? You know, like I could show you around Orlando because it was her first time in Florida. So I basically, you know, it was Caitlin and Rachel and I got their numbers and they got dropped off at my house. And we first went to pub, which is the college bar. And I said, you know, guilt is usually the place to go on Thursdays. So they were like, well, let's try pub first. So we went to pub for a little bit, had a few drinks. And then we realized how lit guilt was because all of my friends were there. Uh, And so we went to guilt and it was one of the craziest nights. And that's kind of how it started on our 10 day bender. So It was very interesting, Um, and Rachel's point of view for how she got there was... Well, basically, um, so I just met this fucking crazy bitch who was my cashier at Tilly's. I ended up delaying my flight, so I stayed an extra weekend here, and Caitlin ended up flying back. But literally, we went out every single day. I think I was here for like a total of 10 days, and we have like literally the fucking craziest funniest stories like well one of the one of them was like i i was really like going through it (laughs) i was like let out in the wild because you have to understand that everything up north is shut down right so when i first walked into a club here i was like what the fuck no one's wearing masks everyone's like so close and this was january this was like in winter so the pandemic was still kind of going on but we literally uh we like went yeah we went to pub gill we went downtown one time and like oh my god okay so one story i could think of was i met this, <laughs> i met this like california sugar daddy and he was like really vibing with me but i was so fucking cocked he was like come back to my place whatever and i was like nah like i'm gonna just go home with like Cass and caitlin whatever so the next day i was in daytona with my family and he's, like, texting me. He's, like, come out. Like, come to downtown Orlando. I was, like, dude, no. Like, I'm in Daytona. That's an hour away. I have no car. I'm going to spend time with my family. He goes, no, no, no. I'm going to Uber for you here. Dude, the Uber was literally, the Uber was $150 there and back. So he paid a total of $300 to Uber me. And, of course, I was, like, Cass, you're coming with me because, like, I'm not going to this fucking weirdo, like, hanging out with him alone. Anyway... Long story short, <laughs> um, like, we fucked, whatever. Like, he was super cool. I was still going back. Like, when I was in Connecticut, he was still sending me money. He's young, too. He was, like, 25. He's still sending me money. Like, I would, like, go out with my friends. He'd be like, oh, here's, like, 50 bucks. Have fun. I was like, okay. Like, this guy's dope. He wanted to fly me out to California, whatever. So I came back to Florida in March. I think, yeah, in March. I surprised Cass. She had no idea I was coming. That's a great little video that yeah. we have. We'll explain we'll explain that later because the amount of things that had gone down in the ten days that she was here pretty much changed our lives forever. 
Yeah, no, not, not to be dramatic, but, like, we're being dramatic. Like, no, literally. Like, usually we're very dramatic, but, like, it's pretty much very true. And also, that same sugar daddy also not only paid for the Ubers to and from Daytona, also paid for us to get an Uber to a 7-Eleven. And for us to just hop in the car with these people that we met the night before. And then we went downtown and I ended up at somebody's house because I wasn't 21 and I didn't have a fake yet. So I, you know, I was going somewhere. Rachel was doing her thing or whatever. And also really quick, like long story short, the guy like Cass ended up with this group of people. We ended up meeting them again when I came back in March. And this girl was like, oh, my God, you're cast. Like, I literally have your number in my phone. Just so weird. Like, literally small world. But anyway, so I was with the California Sugar Daddy. We fucked. Whatever. I was, like, going through it in January. I was, like, quite the fucking little little shardy back then. So I, when I come back to Florida in March, this California Sugar Daddy posts on his Instagram story. He goes, happy one year, babe. And I was like, oh, like, we fucked four months ago, so you cheated on your girlfriend with me. And I, like, texted him, and I was like, bro, like, did you cheat on your girlfriend? He was like, no, 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 blah, 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 whatever. Like, didn't you know, like, a typical male, like, lying out of his fucking face, whatever. So I, he was pissing me off, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna fucking DM this bitch. Anyway, I DM'd her the little hey girly DM, and she blocked me, they blocked me, whatever. So much shit happened after that, but we're not even gonna fucking get into that. But anyways... Like I was saying, me and Cass went on such a fucking bender when I was here back in January when we first met. And it was so weird because, like, we have such similar lives. Like, well, well, first of all, my middle name is Cassandra. I say Cassandra. It's with a C. Cass, is, her mom's like, Cassandra. Cassandra. That's what they call her. Cassandra. And, oh, and then um, we also, like, we go to schools, like, states. Wait, UCF is a state school, right? Yeah. Yeah. State schools like near our parents. Like Yukon's thirty minutes from my parents. Oh, no, it's not. It's not a state school because the state school would be University of Florida. Oh. It's okay. Oh. It's fine. It's it's one of the big schools. The big three in Florida are UCF, FSU, and UF, which is Florida State University, University of Central Florida, and you have University of Florida. So University of Florida takes up, you know. Not central, not the top of Florida, but like the mid top. Uh, Florida State University is in Tallahassee, which is North Florida. And then UCF, which is where I attend, is University of Central Florida, which takes up the mid Florida. And then if you really want to get technical down in the south, then you have University of Miami. So I guess there's really a big four. But yes, it is one of the big schools here in Florida. Yeah, basically Florida is just a big fucking party school. And that's why I fucking love it here. But anyways, yeah, we have, like, similar lives. We have uh, two sisters. I mean, I have two younger sisters. She has older and then a younger. But um, And then we also, like, our exes are very similar. They have similar names, first of all. When we met, we had the same fucking body count. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. And then mine just, whoo, skyrocketed in that one week. And I was like, baby, you better catch up because I'm out here living my fucking life. Which I did catch up. Um, well, so she did catch up, and then now she's basically in a relationship, but we'll get into that in a second, so we lost a little, we lost a soldier, we boys lost and a, girls. So we lost a soldier, I'm so sorry. I tried to stay for Hot Girl Summer, and I, I guess I'm going with the man this summer. Oh, God. All right, anyways, so, 
Bilal was on my little bender here. Cass was dropping me off at my dick appointments. There was one guy that I'm literally still in love with, and he's a Virgo. And oh my god, I it was just like kind of those like he was like my I call him my Florida boyfriend, and I miss him. Yeah. But he like moved back. To, he moved moved back home because now I'm literally like still in love with him. Yeah, uh, he moved to Miami, which is about four hours from here, and my car cannot go that. Far far because funny enough right when i met rachel my car had just broken down well not broken down it had a loose rod knock which you know i don't really still understand because i'm not a fucking car person but you know a loose rod knock my engine was getting fucked up so i couldn't go long distances anymore and so we weren't able to you know we can't really go to miami but when i get a new car we will be going to miami to see the miami boyfriend yeah no i literally i want to go to miami so bad just because i've only ever been to orlando so i've been trying to like explore florida more but oh my god oh my little my little shardy texted me um yeah no this is the problem of recording it on your phone because you just see everyone's like text all the time and you get distracted but anyways oh what was it that when we first met Cass kept doing the thing that was like why is it so hard to accept the but i was like what the fuck but anyway yeah she was dropping off my ticket appointments and we were just having a great fucking time like living it up in florida And we were really, like, getting to know each other, and it was crazy because, you know, everyone always says, like, you know, oh, it takes time to know when you meet your person or when you meet a best friend. But when I had met her, it was just so not normal of how similar we were we lived similar lives we had very similar person i mean we i mean we still do very similar personalities really the only difference is i have the southern personality she has the northern personality but we both come back to each other you know we love talking to people we love getting to know each other and really just network around and also we're two badass bitches and every man's just in love with us no, like literally. I, I, oh my god! So we have this one friend, Sierra, and she's like our mom. Whenever we go to these clubs, and when me and Cass start like dancing on each other and like grinding, like we're literally basically in love. Sierra has to fucking physically move all these. Like she like just stares these men. It, like Sierra's this like cute little like four eleven little shardy with like big curly hair. She looks at these these big men in the eye and goes and mouths no and like shoves them out of the way. And me and Cass are fucking hammered. Like we need to be babysat if the two of us go out together because it's so funny. Yeah, to kind of give you how we. We realized we need to be babysat when we first started you know hanging out when we first started going out and it was just us two we would literally like we would be with each other for like an hour or two and then we would just go hunt down men and you know because that's what we do and then sierra to give a background on who sierra is sierra is a family friend my cousin i call her she is one of somebody that's been in my life since i was about three years old and I had told Sierra, she she lived in the same side of town as I did, where we lived by UCF now. And I told Sierra, I said, hey, dude, I met this girl from Connecticut. She's really cool. She's just like me. I think you'd really enjoy her. Do you want to go out? And so the first night we went out, um, we went to pub 
and she, you know, Rachel and I are all over each other. And then you have those nasty, crusty men who think it's just okay to touch us, not the fucking heterosexuals, you know what I mean? Uh, all it is is the girls, the gays, and the day, the, the days. <laughs> the girls, the gays, and the days are what's important. Um, but yeah, that's who Sierra is. So yeah, she would, you know, be mauling these guys off of us. And even when Rachel and I were just by ourselves, just dancing, twerking it up, and having such a good time, she would have to literally just physically move them out of the way. Yeah, also, just another little connect. So, Sierra is Luke's sister. So, that's also how we met Luke was through Sierra. It is scary, though, how similar me and Cass is and how we clicked right away. I literally felt like I knew this bitch my whole fucking life. However, I do have a very northern personality just in terms of, like, I'm a fucking bitch. Well, I mean, like, we're both bitches, but, like... Bad bitches. Right, bad. I'm a bad bleep. But she's, like, a lot more nicer. Like, I can have a really bad RBF and I come off, like, so like ugh, like ew but she's like a more southern that just like oh my god hey like how are you yeah to kind of go off on that too when we were hanging out a whole bunch you know she would be so impressed with everything i was doing for her because i made a new friend and when i make a new connection that i really see potential and whether it's a friendship or a relationship or anything like that i just want to give that person the world and what i think really stuck out to rachel was you know i would make her food and really actually care and you know, I'll give this to Rachel to explain of how she felt about that. Oh, my God. No, like, literally, no man has ever fucking treated me the way Cass has treated me. Okay, fun fact. I was literally, like, high-key in love with Cass when I first met her. I saw that lesbian tattoo, and I was like, oh, like, am I bisexual? Like, what is going on right now? So, from my point of view in that sense was that, I mean, I am a bisexual woman, and I'm very proud for it. And... You know, when I first met Rachel, at first, I'm like, you know what? I might just fuck her, you know, get away with it. You know, we still hang out and everything because I didn't have anybody in my life yet. I didn't meet the guy that I'm with right now. Um, but then, you know, we realized we were like, no, nah, we're just we're in love, but we're going to be f best friends for life. Yeah, so this little shardy went and got a fucking boyfriend on me. I mean, they're not dating yet, but I've talked about him on the pod before. Good old Brett. I literally, this kid is very iconic. He's the reason why I started the podcast, because he convinced me to. He's very hardworking and driven. I will hype him up any day. I think he's a very good guy for cast, just because all the fucking shit men have put her through. But he's actually, he doesn't, like, he's the only man that really ever puts me in my place. And I, like, I, I need it sometimes. Like, I, I really do need it, because I manipulate the fucking shit out of Mandy whatever I want. I cannot manipulate this guy. But... I literally had, well, Cass has actually manipulated him. We said that in the car yesterday to him. He was like, you didn't manipulate anything for me. And uh, I was like, okay, Brett. Yeah, Cass has literally manipulated you to fall in love with her. But let's not get into that. Anyways, so he has, he's from Texas, born and raised in Texas. Brett, good old Brett. He has a fucking little country accent. So cute. I have a list on my phone of all the sayings he has said because he just does this man does not give two fucks he will tell you straight to his face he'll be like like just funny as shit like his new roommate now harry was like yo sometimes you might need to babysit my cat whatever brett goes i don't babysit shit and then just walks out and i go 
oh just like funny stuff like that he just says or this one guy in our friend group uh i already talked about him in the pod but like i'm not gonna say his name because like he's gonna kill me this kid wants to fuck me literally so bad like this kid cats just covered her mouth like this kid's in love with me and he was shit talking me the other day and brett goes you're just mad rachel didn't give you her pussy and then like what because this kid just drops the mic and then walks out and leaves everyone like stunned no but brett does not give two fucks but anyways so how we met this whole fucking group was i delayed my flight like i was saying before and because i delayed my flight we went out on a friday night and uh when we went out friday night well actually i was i met this guy i forget what fucking frat he was in but this guy at ucf so me and him were hanging out the whole night so i kind of left cass and sierra i remember sierra's like our little mom at the clubs did you meet sierra the did you meet sierra the night that we went to pub uh i don't like the night we met the guys yes uh i feel like i did so i might have met sierra and the guys all at once but i'm not i don't remember but anyway so i was with this guy from ucf and then okay cass you tell the story because cass is the one that found these little shardies so basically one of rachel's florida hoes uh was at pub which to reiterate is the college bar right by my place and right by ucf um and sierra and i were you know sierra rachel and i just went to pub and rachel went to go talk to her little florida shardy one of her little florida shardies so while she's hanging out with him sierra and i are on the dance floor you know having a good time sierra's in the process of you know still trying to pull me away from every man and so sierra and i are together dancing and this group of guys just kind of come out of nowhere. And Sierra catches the eye of one of the guys in our group. And the guy's name is Joe. Joe had noticed Sierra. Sierra had noticed Joe, which is how the guys all came into Sierra and I's space. So I had noticed Brett. And he was wearing this wacky shirt with aliens and spaceships and a whole a whole load of things. And he was kind of cute. So, you know, using my tactics as one should, I went up to him and I said, hey, dude, I really like your shirt. And he was like, well, thank you. And so then uh, I remember started from the bottom by Drake was playing. And me oh, my God, you're going to say that at your fucking wedding, aren't you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I end up marrying him. Which would be cool, but I, Ugh, ew. I'm only 20. That's so far away. And so basically, I noticed him and I complimented his shirt. And then he thought in his right mind, it was just going to be okay to get behind me. And just because you're cute and just because you know I think you're cute because I talked to you doesn't mean you could just do whatever you want. You know, I had to sass him up. I didn't want him to think I was super easy. So... He gets behind me and I look at him. I said, you're not even going to ask me to dance. And he said, well, do you want to dance with me? And so I said, yes. And, you know, started dancing with him. We were all having a good time. And then it was really hot. So Brett and I, we went outside uh, because pub had a little patio. And so then that's when I started talking to Brett. And I was like, so tell me about yourself. What do you do? And he was telling me he went to Full Sail. He was studying entertainment business. And he was from Texas. And then he told me he was a Sagittarius. And I kind of wanted to punch him at that point because my ex was a Sagittarius. And I told myself I was never going to get with another Sagittarius. But he was different because his moon's in Scorpio, my moon's in Scorpio. So that's probably why we connect so well. So... 
Anyways, Joe, Sierra, Walker, Matrix, you know, these, you know, the other guys that are in our group, they come outside and we're figuring out, okay, so what are we going to do after? Because I knew that at that moment, Brett was going to be my goal for the night. And the plan was, you know, hang out with these guys for the night, sleep with Brett, and then just go on to my normal everyday life because I was, you know, I was hoeing around. I was having my own good time. I don't need no man. I got out of a two-year relationship a few months before. So I was in my I hate men stage. So then we ended up going back. I find Rachel and I tell Rachel, hey, we're going back to these people's house. Rachel's like, who are these people? And so then she met all of them. And then she asked, hey, can we bring uh, Frat Boy, which is one of her guys that she was talking to. (laughs) Frat Boy. I don't know what else to call him. And so I tell her, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. She asked and they say it's fine. So we all go back to this neighborhood and we're all hanging out. And Rachel thought all of the guys were weird at first. Okay, in my defense, me and Luke literally talked about this on the last episode. Basically, if you were to see these men, like, from a distance, like, full sail is a crowd, baby girl. Like, they aren't, like, <laughs> like, they're not cute. Like, I love them, but it's not like they're very all interesting and unique. How how do I put it? They're they're like they're just eh. So basically what was so interesting about everybody was that everyone has their own personality and everyone's different. And that's honestly what, you know, drew me to like be friends with these people and actually continue having a friendship with these people because There was this group and you look at our group and you can ask anyone this. If you were to look at our group, we don't all go together. It's not all one aesthetic. It's not all one theme like you would think of as a normal friend group, which is why I think, you know, we really have a family going because each person has a unique personality. Each person has a different goal, a different ambition of what they want to do. And I think that's why. So actually, fun fact, at first I did not like Brett. I always... Every time, like, one of my, like, best friends gets involved with another guy, I always don't like the other guy. Like, my roommate back at home, Kendall, like, the guy she's hooking up with, I literally am so standoffish towards him. Like, because they know not to fuck with me because I will fucking ruin them. So that's, like, kind of how me and Brett were at first. Like, it was, like, a very love-hate relationship. But honestly, he did kind of warm up to me. So that's fun. But now Cass and Brett have, like escalated and i don't know literally you can explain it oh my god she's literally fucking smiling over here just by me saying his name this little fucking simp i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) um yeah so basically you know we ended up rachel ended up going back to her frat boy's house they took an uber back and sierra was uh connecting with joe in the group and i was talking to brett So they all lived in the same complex, the entire group, which was really interesting because we weren't expecting that. And Brett lived in the same hallway as Joe because that's where we hung out afterwards. We hung out at Joe's place, all of us, because Joe's house is the party house. And so we are apartment. This is apartment complex, but you know what I mean. So I basically the night ends and Brett's like, you know, you want to come back and stay over. And of course, I said yes, because like I said, the mission was creme de la penis. (laughs) And And Brett did not last very long. (laughs) 
Oh, God. That's I... Mr. Two Pump Chump over here. So, we don't have to really go into detail. He's, about he's, getting, he's getting better. He's getting no, better. he's so much better now. He's so much better. Yeah, the sex is great. I literally hear all about it. I know exactly how Brett fucks, what his dick size is. Brett, my man's is hung, by the way. <laughs> I'm exposing you out here. Great sex. Actually, I was asking Cass the other day. I was like, what the fuck do you say in bed? Because I feel like I just keep saying the same thing. Like, I need to spice it up. Like, So other really good things to say during sex would also be like, come on, daddy. Harder, daddy. <laughs> you literally sound so automated. You're like, come on, daddy. Well, I mean, I don't know. These people can't know my harder, sex voice. Harder. Harder, bro. Come on, man. Like, oh, fuck. Me and Cass literally just start, like, riding at each other randomly in public places. Like, it's so funny. Because because we're lesbian lovers. I just, uh... Um, Brett just shoves her fucking pillow in her face in the pillow and I was like, you dirty fucking gum slut. Like, take daddy's big dick, you fucking whore. <laughs> well, what he really says is he stuffs it. He stuffs my face in the pillow and he's like, who's my little slut? I'm daddy's little slut. And I make sure to call him daddy and just let him know that he's the dominant one because I'm very submissive. You literally said that so happy. You're like, I'm daddy's little slut. It's me. It's me. No, but really, it's me. <laughs> no. Can we just talk about the growth I've had? Well, and you too with yeah. with guys like back in January, like I accumulated lots of bodies. Let's just I mean, it wasn't like anything crazy, but it was like more than my normal amount. And then I feel like Brett really helped me too, because I feel like Brett's kind of like my dad sometimes. Like I said this to him in the car the other day. I was like, Brett, like I like Brett's like my little third person observer who's like, who like sees how I manipulate these men. Like I was talking about in the last podcast, like Brett just got a new neighbor. I call him I call him Jimmy Neutron because his hair looked like Jimmy Neutron when we first met. But I saw Jimmy from a distance and I was like, Brett, I'm gonna bag him. Like just watch, like give me a day and like boom, like shot by shot, I got what I wanted. You know what I mean? But um like, I, I, for a while, was not, like, I was practicing abstinence, and I feel like Brett was very proud of me. He was like, look, like, he was like, oh, like, good for you, because I was, like, working on myself, and it was kind of to the point where I was like, okay, like, the whole lifestyle, like, it was fun, but, like, I really need that deep emotional connection, and it was like, what I was, I was like, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna make a fucking guy work harder for me if he wants my body, and so that's why I've, like, kind of, like, been taking a big break, honestly, so from my perspective, basically, I was, you know, fucking around when I had met Brett and we met all of the guys and I was playing very hard to get with Brett. And I was like, the harder I play to like to get, the more he's going to want me. And it worked. And he would he was trying very hard. And I was, you know, being my little hard to get self, you know, not letting him know that I wanted him because we can't let the men know very easy. Right, exactly. Because when they know, then they're not going to want it anymore. And so at first, Brett and I were just little fuck buddies. And then, you know, every time we would fuck, you know, I would I would do the little go to fuck and then leave at 3 a.m. And then it started into me going over to fuck and then leaving in the morning. Right, that's the problem when you start cuddling with the guy. Then the feelings start to develop. But we, like, did not like Cass at first. I mean, fuck Cass. We like, fuck Cass. I fucking hate that bitch. <laughs> no, we did like Brett at first. Like, I remember... 
she would go to Brett's and we'd both be like, oh, Brett, like he's just he's so like bland and like just this southern Texas like little blonde boy. I was like, ugh. Yeah, and then from my perspective, I was just, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm just fucking this dude. I'm just, I just need sex and male attention. And then, you know, I don't know what it was. He, uh, he left to go home for a week to Texas and he, we were talking on FaceTime every day. And then I, you know, the switch hit me and I realized that I wasn't having a hot girl summer. I was having a hot girl summer plus one. No, it's called, they call it hot couple summer now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I realized I was going to have a hot couple summer and I really started to like him. And what it was of why I was so standoffish from him was because he was actually treating me like a man should. And I coming from a lot of heartbreak, a lot of trauma and a lot of things that you know, I've been fucked over a lot. I didn't believe that it was genuine. So my first thought was, yeah, no, fuck this kid. He's just playing this game and he's just going to ghost me like everybody else. And I've literally like Brett has been so amazing. Like Cass has recently gone through just like so much shit in her life. Like girl, my girl's down bad over here. But like the support from Brett has like been so amazing. And honestly, like our friends joke all the time, like when they do PDA and shit, they're like, ew, like guys, stop fucking being over each other. I'm like, you know what? Fuck all of you because I've never seen Cass as happy. And it literally just makes me so happy to see a guy actually fucking treating her right. And oh my God, like King Brett, like love him. And I've honestly feel like the people that you attract, it's all about like law of attraction. You know what I mean? Like people, the people you attract into your life are a reflection of the stage that you are and like the, the stage in your self-love and self-growth journey. And I feel like when me and Cass first met, like we were both pretty down bad, like just with the self-confidence and shit. But I feel like, uh, like, well, I mean, I, I was like, I don't even remember what, how I fucking was in January, but I feel like together we like learn to love ourselves and like just be confident and just vibrate this like amazing bad bitch energy whenever we go into a room that people are so attracted to and I feel like that's why now we're so much more pickier about the guys that we we get with but then also that it's just how sad is that that like this this guy is so nice and Cass is just like oh my god I don't deserve this like no like you deserve this dude like you deserve to be happy right now at this stage of your life yeah and to go off of that um to get really personal uh when before I had met Rachel so last year I the only friend group that I really had I ended up losing them uh, due to, you know, some situations with people being bitches. And I was realizing that somebody was taking advantage of me and it was a best friend that I had for 10 plus years. And I, you know, was still healing from that, which is why I had moved out. I moved out to get away from that town because, you know, at the end of the day, I still lived in Orlando, but I was on the west side of Orlando. I lived near the theme park, so Universal and Disney. Now I live by the college, and I live more closer towards Oviedo, which is a town that's, you know, five minutes from the east Orlando. It's the next town over. So 
basically when I had met Rachel I didn't really have any party friends and I never really had party friends because I had never met anyone with the personality of mine my other best friend her name is Megan she lives in Texas and then my other close friend that I used to party with her name is Shauna she lived in North Carolina so all of my friends that I had were you know in different states I also you know I had car problems I was feeling really suffocated and depressed because I was still getting over a heartbreak um, of a guy that had fucked me over, too. And I lost a lot of money and I finished my seasonal job and I still hadn't been able to find a job. So I was really low on money. I was just really low and down on myself. I was, you know eating a whole bunch of food and gaining all this weight. And I was in the process of losing some weight, but I didn't lose all of the weight that I needed to um, or that I you know, should have. And I was down bad. I didn't find myself beautiful. I had never found, you know, any kind of confidence. And when I had met Rachel, she had really shown me you know, how to love myself. And she had always told me, you know, you're so gorgeous, you're so amazing, and all this stuff, how could you feel this way? And I really have to give it to Rachel for me starting to realize this bad bitch energy I have, because if it wasn't for her, I, you know, would still be sitting in my room, not having her, not having the group of guys that we're friends with, this family, and I wouldn't have Brett. And I really want to just give her the world and I can't wait till one day I'm making enough money so I could just buy her whatever she wants. I'm literally, <laughs> literally going to start crying. Oh my God, what the fuck, dude? Oh my God. <laughs> no, but like, oh my God, I'm like tearing up. No, like it's just so fucking crazy. Don't start crying at me. I think you're going to start crying. It's just so crazy. Like how we met like just so random all the events that had to lead up going into this like so I'm I've always been really big on manifesting I've talked about it on the podcast before like I feel like I literally manifested cast I have a journal actually I'm gonna send it to you when I get home and I'm a manifesting journal and I manifested I also feel like I manifested Luke too because I've I've been manifesting like a gay best friend and then here I am going out on a out on a whim on a family vacation like randomly and then randomly ending up in this clothing store and like randomly becoming best friends with a cashier like how fucking crazy is that so my biggest piece of advice, if you're going to take anything away from this fucking shit show podcast, is literally always shoot your shot with your cashier. I'm telling you, what's the worst that could happen? Now, every time I go into, like, I used to kind of be scared to talk to people at first. I was kind of like, oh, like, yeah, she kind of looks like a bitch. I'm not going to go up to her. But my biggest advice of, like, dorming or anything when you're in college, if you see someone and you, like, fuck with them, like, their aesthetic, their vibe, whatever, literally just shoot your shot. Any gender doesn't matter the worst that could happen is if you don't because think of everything that could have happened but never did because you never shot your shot you know what I mean like if I never like because I know my sister Caitlin was the first one to start talking to Cass she wasn't gonna initiate anything the fact that I came out around I heard this bitch talking came around the corner and was like yo me you we're going out tonight like it's mandatory and she's like all right bet just shit like that like life is too fucking short to just not like go out on a whim be spontaneous just like vibe with people meet random people that's all what we're meant to do here like just have this like amazing human experience and 
it's just crazy because like this journey for us is just the beginning like uh, that's another reason why i really love brett for cask because brett is such a driven hardworking person he's always constantly like bettering himself like altering his perspective like he's always on the phone like he wants brett said he wants like seven huge businesses under him or some like crazy shit and the fact that he just drives cast to be a better person like it also like he drives me to be a better person and i really feel like this whole group oh my god it's getting so sentimental and deep oh my god this whole group like really fucking came together for a purpose to go off on that of how we became all friends and family for a purpose is before I had met everyone, I was just going to school. I wanted to do correctional psychology, but in the back of my head, I've always wanted to pursue music and I wanted to become a musician and become famous. And I, you know, just put it to the side because I didn't think that my voice was good enough. I didn't think that I was good enough. And I realized that these people are working very hard to become successful and I thought to myself you know what I should do that too and so it has brought me to be able to be more driven and be more goal-oriented in becoming that and when I had first sang in front of Rachel she didn't even know what to do with herself I think what really hit home for me was I don't like to sing in front of people I just meet, you know, it really takes a lot out of me because it does make me really anxious. And I'd sing in front of, you know, one of our friend's sisters and she teared up and got goosebumps. Also, like just the people we've met down here have been crazy. Like me and Cass fucking own this complex now no, like we run vintage but just from this little foot in the door of like these three or four guys we met at the club we've met so many other people we've met like brett has these uh really cool friends like nick and all them and they're so dope we go downtown with them all the time they live like 30 minutes from here also people in the complex like I just meet new people every time I'm here. Like, Joe's neighbors, like, fucking love them. They have two two German Shepherd dogs. Like, the best couple ever. And then, recently, I uh, met this one guy. His name's Zeke. Yo, Zeke, if you're listening. 777. Those are his... That's his number. But he's super cool. I literally feel like I manifested this guy, too. Because I've been wanting to manifest, like more guidance kind of on like the spiritual journey i'm on and this kid's so fucking dope he's very very into like uh just like ever like ascending to the fifth dimension and we could get all into that later but just like crazy stuff we've talked about like the dodecahedron and the ether element i wasn't really like what the fuck are you talking about no like me and zeke have been like outside of me we went on like a meditation session yesterday and it was like so fun and just like the etherical energy you probably don't know what the fuck i'm talking about like um just energy being all round and like being more in tune with your surroundings and the whole concept of like manifesting how you like create your own reality and we're literally so much more than just like a a human being that works a nine to five jobs like gets married gets kid like like we are amazing eternal beings experiencing like a, a human lifestyle and 
meeting people who have that similar mindset of just the drive and then just thinking outside the box and not being normal is like I've just been meeting more and more people like that every time I come down here and I I met like these other kids who are friends with Zeke like they're all into like you know shrooms and acid and DMT and like I've personally never done it before but Cass has been really wanting to do it and like I, I don't, I mean, that shit scares the fuck out of me, like, maybe I will eventually once I get to it, but just, uh, just, like, the whole concept, and I feel like, just to reiterate, like, this group literally came together for a purpose, and every time I've been down here, I've always had so much fucking fun, like, it's not even, like, the partying anymore, it's just, like, the connections you form with people when you're down here. And to kind of go back on everything that Rachel did for me just by, you know, having that conversation with me at Tilly's that one day uh, was not only did she show me how to become more confident, I was also just getting into manifestation and crystals and really wanting to learn about it. And funny enough, she loved it. And I think that uh, for me, I believe in God and I believe in the higher beings and you know, whatever anyone else believes, that is okay. If you believe the higher beings, if you believe God, if you believe whatever you believe, I do not mind. I do not care. But for me, I think that God put Rachel there and the higher beings of the universe put Rachel there to actually really get me on the path that I am destined to be on. Because if I hadn't met Rachel, like I said, I'd be sitting in my room and I would be stuck. I wouldn't be going anywhere. And now that I have Rachel and I have Brett too, I have that drive to just become more than just another person on the block. Yeah, but that's just some big, like, shit realization that we're realizing right now. I mean, at this point in our life, being fucking 20 years old is absolutely crazy time because there's just so much going on, like, physical changes, like, emotional changes, spiritual changes, just so much shit. But I thought it'd be really funny to talk about fucking... So one thing we do have in common is that we both work in the restaurant business. Now, up north, everything is shut down because of COVID, so I recently just got my waitressing job back like one of my coworkers reached out to me and was like yo you want to come back and I fucking love the restaurant business I love everyone I work with it's so much fun also if you're a fucking ugly Karen cocksucker who just likes to bitch and complain at restaurants like we have some people in our friend group will go to restaurants and they're so rude to the waitresses that's why I never want to go on a date with anyone because I swear to god if they're rude to the waitress I'm gonna fucking break their dick right then and there one word of advice of advice for everyone if you get on a date if you get asked on a date and your date is being rude to the server you get the fuck out of there that is the first red flag because if they're not going to respect those people then they ain't going to respect you no and i literally feel like everyone should fucking be a waitress or a server or some part in the restaurant one at some point in their life because you learn to work with the public and you learn like how fucking mean people are i had this one lady one time who made me cry so much and i was like literally go fuck yourself i'm literally a college student like trying to make money trying to afford my rent and i don't need you and like you know what the problem is that i've actually realized you know what listen up everyone right is 
everyone who's in a mood who's like just for my personal experience who's in a mood who's being ugly and <laughs> like ew, you're ugly being ugly and rude and just so disrespectful is because they are not getting fucked properly if everyone on the planet was just vibing you know doing some shrooms and getting good dick getting fucking railed by those voluptuous gargantuous gorilla grip pussies or those voluptuous gorilla grip fucking well not a gorilla grip pussy but voluptuous gargantuous cocks we would all be okay but that brings on to another thing too is you have those you know fucktard karens and with the fucktard karens it's because they're miserable you know and that's another advice that i would give is if you're going through something you don't take it out on other people you got to work on it yourself because if you just hurt everyone around you then everyone else is going to have that negative energy which you know just brings everyone else down and you shouldn't do that and uh to go more into the restaurant industry i'm in the process of trying to look for a serving job uh rachel is a waitress at her job and at mine i do it's called quality assurance it's a fancy name for an expo basically i put the meals together i'm the last person that sees the food before it goes out and when I run the food sometimes, you know, some people are just so disrespectful. I mainly stay in back of house and I'll sometimes run food to help people out. Or if a manager can't run food, I will run it because I can make sure that they're okay with it and the, or the customer and the guest is okay with it. Yeah, but hopefully like going to college and like working on yourself and doing better or whatever is going to get us out of those fucking restaurant jobs. They are fun, but I... I don't know how people stay in them forever. Like, the people I work with are much older, and I'm just like, oh, God. Like, I would literally shoot myself if I was here for this long because the public is just so rude. And, like, it literally does not take anything to be a nice person. Like, you have no idea what other fucking shit people are going through. Like, you do not need to project your own internal struggles on your onto other people. It is so important to work on yourself and heal yourself before, like, blaming uh it, like uh having a scapegoat for your fucking problems like literally deal with them yourself and stop being a cunt and this doesn't really invalidate you know the other person that's putting off the negative energy um to other people uh they you know they are going through shit too but if they are not dealing with the shit correctly if they do you know take it out on other people you really just need to have a hard shell, which brings us into a topic of one of our inside jokes, the hard shellers. Oh, my God. So I literally all the times I've been in Florida have been blending together. Like, I think there's like 16 weeks in the year. And my mom literally said to me the other day, she's like, you've been in Florida for like 12 of the 16 weeks. And I just had to pay rent yesterday. And I'm like not living in Connecticut. And I literally shed a tear because I was like, literally, fuck my life. But I every time I come here, I make a list of all of the inside jokes we accumulate because we literally just have our own fucking language and, like, code word for people and shit. But we're going to get into a really fucking funny story of, like, the last time I was here in March. So we have this one friend. Uh, his name's... Should we say his name? No. Okay. We are not taking his name. Um... We'll call him the stick because that is our little code name for him. If you knew, if I don't really feel like explaining that, but the stick, right? And um, so he's a very like soft person. Like 
I like how do you explain him, Cass? Like he's just like so our friend Stick, he is younger than us and he's he, like a baby. Yeah, he's like our baby son. I definitely get on his ass all the time and Rachel he's loves su- it. He's such a little simp. Like I don't even know how to explain. Just a very like beta energy male but like cute you know what i mean so we were sitting on the porch one day and he was just spilling his heart out about another girl whatever like he always does right and then he was like guys i know that i have a hard shell but i'm such a softy inside and we look at him and and like no one says anything and i literally go stick what hard shell are you talking about? And then everyone just starts fucking dying laughing. He gets up. He's like, fuck you guys, blah, blah, blah. Go- goes inside. And then I'm like, wait, where are you going? And then our friend Joe goes, he's trying to find the hard shell. So now it's an inside joke that I'm like, I'm in Connecticut. I'm like, guys, I'm trying to find the hard shell. Oh my God, literally, sorry. We just took like a fucking like intermission because Luke called me and then one of my little shardies facetimed me too and i was just like oh my god so i put luke on my laptop then little shardy on my phone and i was like oh my god this is so fun then hung out with the little shardy because i'm like i literally hate i hate talking to heterosexual males like dear god please just give me your fucking penis i don't want an emotional connection with you i'm not going to cuddle with you i'm not going to sleep over like what is so hard about that, right? Like, my little shardy down here, okay? Like, last night, we were texting, whatever. I was like, I'm coming over, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're just using me. And I was like, ugh, for fuck's sake. I was like, uh, babe, like, I'm not using you. Like, I just, I really do value our time together, blah, 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 whatever the fuck you wanted me to say. But it is getting to the time right now where Cass has to go to work. I'm taking our friend's car to drive her to work because for some reason, people here just fucking trust me with their life and just trust me with their cars. Yeah, fun fact, uh, Jimmy, I don't know if I told you about uh, when a bunch of his friends came to visit. He, like, let me drive them downtown, like, using his car. Meanwhile, I just met this kid, like, a day ago at the time, and I was like, all right, like, you just trust me with your fucking car to go downtown and drop you guys off. Like, whatever. I guess I have that effect on people. But, yeah, so because I'm carless here and homeless, like, I'm a fucking little uh, squatter down here. I'm using our friend's car to bring Cass to work. So she just has to go to work. So I'm going to have fucking separation anxiety from this bitch because we're going to be apart for, like, a few hours. And then hopefully Luke is coming back tonight. So hopefully we can record another episode This episode was definitely a little bit more deeper. It hit me in Cass's, like, deeper emotional side. We've been really getting into deep emotional talks recently because before it was all, for us, it was all, like, partying and, like, going out. And, like, we were just, like, so, like, I mean, we were obviously still so fucking fun together. But I just mean, like, it, now it's been more of a push for, like, emotional I, I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying is making sense but you know what I mean like it, it's obvious we've honestly had a lot of self-growth since we first met in January just like a lot of personal growth self-love and then also just in term with guys like how she has a fucking boyfriend already like Jesus Christ but yeah no I'm literally their child our relationship is so fucking cute like I'm like oh mom and dad like I'm going out with them but Hopefully, I mean, actually not hopefully because fuck that, but I don't know if I'm ever going to be ready for that stage in my life. Maybe I'm going to be like 30, but I'm definitely very, very terrified of commitment. If you didn't already know this about me, 
But I do love meeting people every time I'm down here, and I fucking love this girl to death. Like, Cass has so much potential, and I really just want the fucking world for her. And I'm trying to conclude this podcast, but she already fucking left and went in the other room, so now I have to go get her. But if there is one person out there that I want to see truly happy, she can't hear me right now. I'm literally going to be so sappy because she's not, We I like hate being sappy in front of people. But if there's one person out there that I really do fucking love with all my heart and I want what's best for her and I want her to be truly fucking happy and so successful is Cass. And I literally could not have been happier that we've entered each other's lives. And I think it was for the better. And I really have never felt like I meant to meet someone more than her. So I'm going to go grab her from the other room. She's going to say goodbye. Hopefully next time I have her on, it'll be a little bit more lighthearted because we definitely are the fucking bitches at the club that are twerking at each other, grinding on each other, you know, all that good shit. Like, we know how to fucking party up, live it up, but she is living a little bit of a little bit of a simp life out here. But it's all right, you know? It's hot couple summer, hot girl summer for me. Let me go get her one second. Entered the room at the most perfect time. Did you hear me talking about you? Oh, well, I heard a little bit, but... I was like, I'm going to go grab her. All right, this is us signing off. Cass, any last words? Uh, everyone, stay happy, have pause vibes, and party on, baby. And uh, twerk at the club. There's something that ass shaking just does for the soul. And it's, oh, yeah, she's in it right now. Oh, yes. Fuck yes. Oh, my God. Fuck. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all right. This is not right now. Oh, my God. We have to conclude it by being like, if a guy comes up to you at the club, what do you say to him? If a guy comes up to you at the club, all you got to say is, not right now. All right now. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, don't forget you can follow me on the gram at Rachel underscore Longo Cast where they can where can they find your lovely little ass? Uh you can find me on Instagram at sorry I'm Cass. Yeah. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for next week. Love you guys so much. If you like this podcast, feel free to DM me. That would literally make my whole day. Okay, bye. Till my shadow turns the sun rays and I'm